0: Alrighty, righty, it is time for the RGH podcast with Kakas HD, True Vanguard, and M-Tashed. Today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of gaming stuff. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because we've got some hot topics. Uh, hot off the press. Uh, Dr. Even Lupo. hotter hosts. Yes, true. Very true. Um, hot topics, hotter hosts. That's what they That's say. Right. That's what they say. That's why the three of us are together for the it's sex appeal. Can we say that on YouTube without getting demonetized? I don't know. We're too late. Too late. for sure. We're fine. Uh, yeah. Dr. So- Lupo and Tim the Tatman are leaving Twitch for YouTube gaming and maybe more to come. Uh, China bans gaming for 18-year-olds and uh, below. Witch Queen looks insane for Destiny 2. Uh, one of the biggest DLCs I've ever seen. Uh, Apex t- uh, strafing Outrage. There's a, a big kind of... I-, I don't know. It's It's a... Very understandable controversy it feels like we've had a lot of similar arguments in destiny
1: with like the absolutely the the quick swatch uh there's a quick swap glitch or whatever right it's just so nice to be on the outside looking in rather than being in the mosh pit you know what i mean yeah Yeah. it's a lot more fun to watch people beat each other up than to be in the pit getting hurt we
2: should say also we're acknowledged we haven't been here for two weeks we're sorry about that also Uh, Some people were a little upset about the super last minute announcement last time that we weren't able to do it, but uh, we thought we might be able to do it last week. It was pretty touch and go into the last minute, so that's why we apologize. But we're back. We're not going anywhere. And you'll have us making... You're you're stuck with us. You're going to get our terrible takes for the next many weeks to come, so don't even worry about it. Yeah,
0: I mean, the unfortunate thing is... I was supposed to fly out Monday to Monday, and I was going to be able to record and everything, but instead, my flight got delayed Wednesday to Wednesday during when the podcast was supposed to go. Like, I, just, I, was, I was MIA, and it was just really bad timing. But we yeah. are back, and uh, let's just get into the topic. So yesterday, Dr. Lupo announced that he was going, or I guess two days ago, today, no, yeah, one day. Because today was the first stream, wasn't it? Yes. yes, Yeah, literally yesterday yeah, so f- was today Lupo. was Lupo. Yeah. And so Lupo signed a exclusive contract with YouTube Gaming, is leaving Twitch. He's been at Twitch, you know, this whole time. And he's been one of the most, I would say, positive, charitable. Um, you know, he supports women. He supports, you know, all types of marginalized folks. If you the want biggest, some of the biggest charity events in the history of Twitch, yeah, literally one of the biggest fundraisers ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And he is now He's leaving.
2: A big, big creator, well known. Like, he might not, I don't want to sound like a, I'm not being disrespectful, but like, he might not get the most insane viewership as compared to other streamers. He gets unbelievable, like, any of us would kill for his viewership, right? That's not what I'm saying. But His name recognition is insane because the people who do get those insane numbers play with him. Like he played with Ninja when Ninja was popping off, right? Like he was one of his go-to guys. Uh, And now it's like Dr. Lupo plays with a lot of the kind of main Twitch streamers. And so he has uh, that massive brand recognition
1: his name think, carries a lot of weight.
2: Exactly. Like, that's an important thing to know. It's like, his viewership is fantastic, but it's beyond that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is,
0: I mean, we're going to touch on this as well. Twitch is in the middle of a huge controversy with, um, you know, all the hate raids and stuff. And, you know, Lupo is one of these, like, shining lights on Twitch compared to a lot of people. There are people that have more viewers, yeah. but a lot of them are shitheads. <laughs> and it, 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 right, and it perpetuates that almost like toxic uh, vibe of Twitch is like there's hate raids, and the only people that are left are scumbags like me. Yeah, no, because you know. uh,
2: well, yeah, and then that was a big thing, and then today Tim the Tatman again, huge streamer like has had astronomical numbers, but. Is also has that recognition factor. Like yeah. he plays with, I mean, like uh, he used to play with Dr. Disrespect all the time. Be like, Timmy. He's like you would know, always call him Timmy. And, uh, and he plays with Nick Merckx all the time and like all that stuff. Lots of celebrities as well. And I w- really wonder, dude, if tomorrow it's like Nick Merckx is coming over, right? And it's that, that squad. They all play Warzone together, especially Warzone, right? are they all is 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 youtube getting all of them like that would be like to go and get all those guys that all play together
1: and bring them all as like a pod of people would be mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. yeah no These doubt some of the biggest names in streaming man youtube's just making some like massive plays and it's oh. it, here's the thing their plan you have to you have to respect that they have a plan so many you know you look at the other platforms if we look at the three platforms side by side by side you've got Facebook who I recently just ended uh, my second year with them, but uh, their strategy for the last few years has been, let's throw a lot of money at talent. Let's just pay content creators to come over, and that'll fix our, then our platform will be popular. But they didn't do anything. They did very little during those two years, very little to improve the viewer experience and to modify the viewing, you know, their platform in terms of like what features and stuff that they have. So very limited Work done there. It was all just spend money on creators. And then you've got Twitch, who's on the other end of that spectrum where they're like, we're not handing out of contracts. We've got the best viewer experience. They're very complacent. And then they're too busy trying to put out fires these last two years, then continue to make meaningful changes to uh, how they treat the creators. And creators are starting to get burned out, starting to get aggravated. And then you've got YouTube that's like, listen, we have money and we're going to pay some big creators to come over. But we're also working heckin' hard to continue to modify the viewer experience and get new features. So they introduced clips and you know the super chat stuff. Like all this stuff has come that mirrors a lot of the things that viewers love about Twitch. They've got a plan, and I think it's working. Like let's be let's be
2: real though. Like YouTube does have its fair share of problems. Like YouTube's not the perfect platform. You know it went through the the demonetization. Like we even have a demonetized symbol Uh, because youtube is known for kind of oh you swore suppressed right Mm -hmm. but and then there's always the controversy of like certain content is like for all ages appropriate but like other content which in comparison is somehow like suppressed and demonetized and you there's that big debate but in terms of streaming it's like a pretty solid platform i've also seen people say that like you can stream really high fidelity like uh 1440 piece or 14 yeah 1440p 60 fps and like in a game like tarkov like that actually matters
0: Mm -hmm. being able to like see the targets and have good lighting and all that stuff right the
2: viewer experience yeah when you're in like a in a gunfight in tarkov in a dark hallway and you're like the viewer is trying to see like what's even shooting at yeah right
1: Twitch. i don't think correct me if i'm wrong i don't think twitch has upgraded the quality that you can stream at in what eight years? The Seven? start since they began. It's yeah. it's been a while.
0: Yeah, In a hot minute. And uh, you know the thing with with YouTube is, I I feel like they're not done. They're trying to to kind of compete with TikTok with the YouTube Shorts and everything. They added a hundred million dollar creator fund for that. Um, you know they they've put a whole bunch of money into YouTube Shorts and trying to to add that. They want to control everything. They want to be YouTube streaming, uh, YouTube gaming, YouTube, TikTok, YouTube, every, like they want everything covered. They want to mon- monopolize everything and be the place to be. And um, I understand that maybe Twitch was the place to stream or is the place to stream, but there is going to be a time and it's probably very soon where what is the competitive advantage of Twitch? Other than we were first and everyone knows us. What is the the competitive advantage, right? (laughs) You got a bunch of racist botting. You got a bunch of, like, I don't know.
2: You've got no bitrate. We've gone over controversy after controversy after controversy and, like, all the DMCA stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, YouTube has to deal with that as well. I'm not sure, but I feel like it's a little bit of a different experience. And I, I think YouTube even has its own library where you can, like, pick like music from it and stuff that's fine to run their platform twitch did it but like didn't label it correctly and people were like picking the wrong (laughs) things where it's like oh this music's okay if you're like streaming a live performance it's like who who does that three people like obviously most people are going to be streaming when gaming or doing whatever or in a hot tub or doing whatever like make sure you denote what music is for what so like we've literally covered twitch fumbling the ball over and over and over again and just doing all this horrible like it's not even you know obviously the dmca is a big law that they could easily challenge like amazon has the resources to change that law tomorrow if they wanted to but they handle it so poorly they go out they they delete people's life's work right with no notifications and stuff and it just seems like youtube's in the perfect spot to pounce because like you said with mixer it, it there's definitely a different thing because Mixer was poaching big people. Mixer got Ninja Mixer got shroud. But like you said, like they never really improved the, the the baseline performance of the streaming service that much. They didn't really add too many new features. They were just like, let's get the biggest people. Ah. The difference is like, if you take Ninja and he's on Mixer now, you've got to use Mixer and you weren't using Mixer before. Mm -hmm. But, if YouTube gets Tim the Tabman, Man, who doesn't have YouTube? Who doesn't have YouTube? So like everyone has a YouTube account already, right? So they just watch him on YouTube because you were watching his, likely you were watching his stream highlights. You were watching That's other right. content on YouTube. It's not like you're going to a totally different service.
1: Yeah. And, One of the biggest things to me is that it's not that YouTube doesn't fumble like Twitch has fumbled. It's that YouTube had these same fumbles. A decade ago, yeah. two decades. I mean, they've they're been around. For they know how to deal with situations like this. They've been through it several, several times. They've got the infrastructure. I mean, they're they've got all that experience, and they also have the viewers. The I I don't remember the exact numbers on top of my head, but YouTube has a heck of a lot more active users than Twitch. You know, it also seems like the people running YouTube
0: know what they're doing. You know, like like we kind of joke saying. about Twitch where it's like, who is managing that company? But the Sombrero thing. Right, exactly. They just, they make yeah. these bonehead decisions, but YouTube, it's got Fwiz. It's got Susan who like, honestly, I think Susan's done a great job um, like in a lot of different cases and like
2: working with some creators to make change. And um, he's definitely, I think they're not off the hook. I think YouTube still has a, I want to just really quickly say like they do have a terrible claim and reporting system yeah. where like they have these people in like a basement that no one can contact and if your sure. video gets flagged even if you have like a partner like remember we, i think we talked about like critical his video got flagged and he has a youtube partner someone at youtube who works <laughs> and for google like, and The guys <laughs> like, i can't even contact these people like where the frick are these people like i can't even get a hold of them right so goes. youtube certainly has its issues but you know susan at least has done some interviews and and discussed some of these issues. When's the last time the Twitch CEO has done like an honest interview like that? I don't, I don't think I, I don't even, maybe he has. I, I certainly don't know about it.
0: No, the Twitch CEO comes out and is like, we had a great year in music after they DMCA'd everyone, right? They're just, they're just brain dead, bro. Um, have you seen the Devin Nash video on the Dr. Lupo move? Actually, no, but that is a, that guy is a very smart guy talking about marketing the thing is, is, like, there are a lot of, you know, we we already kind of touched on, on YouTube. We talked about, talked about Mixer. But the thing about YouTube is, like, YouTube streaming has been around for a while. People do already use YouTube. But, like, I feel like YouTube streaming is much further along than even Mixer was. And, like, how willing people are going to interact with that, in my opinion. Um, I feel like they probably didn't have to pay as much as Mixer as well because it's a little bit safer and, and they already have their, their brands. But YouTube Maybe still they, probably gave them... Yeah. What, what do you think they paid them?
2: Over, like, multiple millions, probably.
0: Do you think 10? Yeah, mo- do you think, like, 10 million? Or do you think, like, 5 million?
2: Who knows, man?
0: Because yeah. I, know, I know, like, apparently Ninja and Shroud got, like, 20 million for Mixer. But that's also Jeez. a bigger risk going to, like, a brand new platform and everything, yeah. right? and you could audience.
2: i mean i would take the 20 million you know what i mean yeah of course i would have taken the 20 million but you could definitely argue that that did hurt him in the long run is like the shift to mixer the closing down of mixer when where's ninja now youtube he's streaming on twitch he's on twitch but he's not exclusive
0: he doesn't have a contract on anywhere
2: okay so now he's back on twitch it's like I feel like you lost viewers with each move. Probably. Right? Like, because if you go to a different platform, like, how many people are going to follow you? And especially, like we said, no, no, no. But, like, especially Mixer, right? It's a little rough. You're going to lose viewers every time you move. Now, you can build that new audience, but the thing is, YouTube gaming isn't going anywhere. YouTube gaming, I will admit, Facebook gaming, Facebook gaming is, it looks like it's here to stay. Mixer just disappeared off the face of the earth. Like that, so you just had like a lot of like lost souls in that in that regard. But like YouTube isn't going anywhere like that is a safe move. Mm-hmm. YouTube is not going to dissolve. Like, could you imagine? Right. Like, right. no, Google owns it. Like there's no chance well,
1: and that and there's also there is a price for career suicide regardless of what anybody tells you. I mean, if somebody offered me $20 million to to work for them for a year and then be done streaming like bye. <laughs> Yeah, It's been a great run, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, At the end of the day, I mean, he still made mega bank and he's still got enough viewers to sustain him and his family. No problem. He may not be yep. making the same amount of money on Twitch that he was before then, but he made the biggest, the biggest paycheck of his friggin' life. And he's probably never looking back. And, and maybe he yeah. makes more. Like, who's to say he doesn't make more? Because
0: yeah. Lupo is pretty child friendly most of the time. And like, maybe there's a ton more people going to watch him just from the TV at home and stuff like that. Like, and if they add gifted subs on YouTube, which I'm sure they'll add, I bet you every feature that Twitch have has YouTube is working on. And so, you know, they're getting a big payday, but they might still get huge audiences and and make just as much. But like, I I think in one of the articles, Lupo is like, I absolutely did this so I can not stream as much and secure my family and uh, I'm set for life. So it's got to be a lot of money. Yeah. He already has a lot of money. He's a multimillionaire. He, he's already a multi-multimillionaire. There's no questions yeah. about it. With the sponsorships that he's getting and the sub counts that he's had on average, there's no way he isn't. You can just look at his view counts, uh, you know, on YouTube highlight videos and, and stuff from Fortnite. And uh, he probably made a couple million in, the, in a couple months from, from Fortnite. So, um, yeah. and,
2: you know, these you guys are- going to wonder, like, will these announcements drum up interest? Right. Uh it's not like you know Lupo or Tim have been doing anything different on Twitch. They've not 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 to say they've been doing bad, but they've kind of been like nothing really insane has necessarily popped off too much as of late. Like there's nothing Fortnite equivalent. I think both have been doing a lot of uh Warzone stuff. But now it's like this huge announcement. We're coming to YouTube exclusive. And then like back, this was the way to do it. Back to back. One day Lupo. Next day Tim. Tomorrow Nick Merckx. And, and, and now and you know they're all I mean? playing and together
0: too. Like they're collabing on YouTube and everything. And they're everything, playing right? with
2: probably Dr. Disrespect. Because they can play with him yeah, now. Right. And, and Courage. And, and right? Courage. And, courage and, like, yeah. and they're getting the squad back together. Right? Like it's going to be this big reunion thing. Like that's really smart that YouTube did it that way. Yeah. I, I predict that at least... Off the jump, it's going to be a massive boost in viewers. Mm -hmm. Maybe over time, it'll kind of settle back to where it was. But I think that when they start streaming, like in the first few weeks, there's going to be a lot of hype and a lot of extra viewers around it. Now, there recently
0: was uh, some comments from Dr. Disrespect saying, you know, I've actually lost a lot since getting Twitch banned. And, you know, people have said like, yeah, his viewership has dropped. But at the same time, as soon as he left and went to YouTube, there was hype there. And I don't know, yeah. I don't know if he lost, like, obviously, he maybe people don't sub as much on YouTube. But The other thing, too, is when you ominously get your contract axed with Twitch and you get banned from Twitch, maybe brands are just like, well, is this guy sus, right? I think that's
2: what he said. He and and, and said I think so, yeah. that that's
0: a lot of it because he was like, do you think Nike wants to work with Dr. Disrespect after getting banned on Twitch? Maybe not, right? And so he's suing. And, you know, that's a whole other topic. I can't wait to find out what actually happens there. But it is interesting to see because it's not like Doc is all rainbows and butterflies. But he got banned and left. It's not the same thing. These guys are getting paid to leave. They're having a really good exit. Maybe brands are like, oh, we want to work with YouTube. You know, we want that audience just as much or more than Twitch. So, very interesting to see.
2: Listen, like we've said, we've said, I... We called it on the stream. We said, listen, there's gonna be some repercussions in terms of advertising with things like the hot tub meta. Mm-hmm. Right? Where it's all over the internet, like everyone's calling it out. There's so much attention on it that like you have brands that are like, mm, Do I wanna advertise on Twitch? Right? Like it hurts Twitch. And and then Twitch takes so long. To even say anything about this, and then like comes out and says there's no crime to be sexy, and then like a couple of days later it bans people. Right. And it's like, well, what? Which was it? Like, <laughs> uh, so they again, just they handle everything so poorly. Like YouTube doesn't have that stigma right now compared to Twitch in terms of live streaming. YouTube does have some sus sus I'm meta, thinking about doing some naked in naked in the yoga, yoga on the yoga, yeah, yeah, like hell yeah. Sus- but um, it's not. I don't think it's as as prevalent and i think they're really quick to like you have to confirm your age if you want to watch those streams whereas i think on twitch like there were some hot tub streams that anyone could watch right Mm -hmm. and which was i think an issue in terms of advertising like advertisers seeing that right so now i think youtube is the more like advertiser friendly platform i i i i think right because i I also feel like like, i feel like there's a lot of brands that are like they don't know
0: what the hell a twitch is still they still yeah, don't. It's right. like it's yeah. like yeah, we'll do a YouTube ad, but like we're not. What is this live streaming stuff? Like Taco yeah. Bell, just for the first time with with me and the other creators, ever touched anything to do with Twitch. They've never touched it before. But you see them on on YouTube and stuff and all over the place. The it's just not a traditional media. I feel like uh, the same yeah. way yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube has like become a traditional media almost. It's so big. Um, yeah. But I actually Bingo. I wanted to That's take this exactly a good point. I wanted to take this and on the fifth topic there, I would say gaming devs are making a move. I wanted to kind of segue into this because I think it, it works. FWIZ from YouTube was actually posting saying that game devs and gaming creators and this whole space is going to just change in the next few years because there's so many different companies making games, right? We saw a bunch of people leaving Blizzard. People have left Bungie. They're making their own studios. They're making their own games. Well, some are going to fail and some are going to make it. And FWIZ was kind of alluding that the ones that make it are going to be people that are pairing up with these content creators. They're pairing up with Lupo, Tim the Tatman, They're giving them a million dollars and saying stream our game for th- six months. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's... Or one week. Or, or one week. Yeah, seriously. Um, but he was saying that apparently the expected spend going forward is like $5 billion. From these game devs in marketing and working with creators. No, it's- and it's like, what? How, how much? How, that's the thing is like, how much money is out there? That maybe isn't even getting paid yet. Like, like the, the devs are just like, ah, they'll play our game, but they're going to be forced to do it because remember when Apex Legends came out, they had all the big streamers come out, paid them a ton of money apex legends was a success so it's like if you don't do that does your game pop off you spend 300 million dollars uh making a game it's like well spend another 50 to guarantee its success or don't spend it and then you're you're rolling the dice and hope people try it
2: because i don't know i mean yeah bungie doesn't even follow me on twitter the bungie twitter account doesn't even follow me back do what wonder why right? that is uh, yeah you're well, toxic mostly because mostly i'm extremely toxic and i keep memeing on them but it's also like yeah it's a good point like bun i mean Bungie isn't paying anyone crap except for like you know they send a few content creators like mystery gifts seemingly every like three days again not me but like you didn't get a music box dude and i didn't get it shit
1: i didn't get one either they sent me two do you want one because i think they gave me an extra one might have been like an international thing. but I'm kidding, by the way. I'm not <laughs> trying to crap
2: on Bungie, but it, it is like a ch- shift of the old ways because you've got to think like how much hype is the content creator community drumming up for a game like Bungie? Right. Uh, like I remember someone from YouTube told me, he's like, dude, the only reason Destiny is alive is because of the content creators. Like they keep like talking about new builds, new weapons to get new stuff. And that motivates the community to go back in and like grind stuff even if they're bored to get the next thing. I don't know if I believe that,
1: though. I don't know if I believe that.
2: I don't necessarily believe it either, but I'm saying like I think the fact that he said it is just indicating that it's a big factor. And so it's Uh. like, is there going to have to be a shift where if you are a company, you're going to have to do a lot of things for your creators and and to keep them interested to keep them in your game like you said tash right not necessarily paying them money but giving them the opportunity to play things early uh getting mm-hmm. we have seen Bungie shifting towards getting feedback that's a something that a lot of companies are doing is getting feedback directly from content creators because obviously you want to build that relationship shift early and then actually take what they have to say into regards when when developing stuff
1: oh and why do you, why do you disagree ryan the well, I think just be, part of it is just the audience that Destiny has drummed up is just such a diehard audience. Mm. I don't think I don't think these people would care if I stopped making videos. They're still gonna play the game. Mm. You I, know, you I I think a lot of these people are just it's it's such a hobbyist game at this point. Which is one of the reasons why it's it can be somewhat unapproachable for new players at times. I've heard that feedback too. Mm. But a lot of the players that play the game, they're just hobby destiny players at this point. They could give a rat's rear end if I keep making content or you keep making content on yes. it. They're going to keep playing Destiny. Yeah, see, I thought I thought maybe you were
0: arguing like content creators are bringing in new people. And I was like, I don't know. Like, it seems like people are just, they play 4,000 hours of Destiny. And like those people will always play and like the new people just refuse to try it. And But, but you know, I feel like with content creation now, so many games live and die based on if people pick it up. Like even Splitgate, it was pretty dead. They did get that big investment, really right? They did get that investment and then, you know, they're 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 bringing in ranked and stuff, but then Courage, Lupo, a couple of these people did go and play it and then now it's it was doing very very good again. All you need is yeah. a couple of them. All you need is a couple of them and then yeah. people are like, "Well, why don't we try it too?" Apex Legends as well. They've been doing good, but, you know, when Warzone had all those cheaters, everyone was like, all right, well, let's do, let's play Apex again. It was like number one in the, in, in on Twitch yeah, it was for a popping. while. Right? It was popping off. And yeah. so, I, I think a lot of these devs are maybe realizing this or they've realized it for a long time and maybe they didn't want to pay, but I think it is going to be a thing moving forward. Maybe it's good for us. Maybe we'll actually get some cool sponsorships moving moving forward. Um, but I got it though. <laughs> one of the things that kind of triggered this is 2K is doing that next maker uh, I don't know if you guys saw that they're doing a program with with new content creators and continuing content creators um, to kind of work alongside the devs and that's actually a cool idea too is like that's huge if you if you want to pay me to play the game for hundreds of hours a month and and I like grind it out like absolutely grind your game play it full-time and you want to support me financially that's cool. And if you want to get feedback, and I'm going to tell you, because I play so much of the game and I hear the community, this thing is yeah. broken, fix this, fix this, and we can work together. I think that could be really cool. Really, really cool. Having these, these like, collaborations between the content creators and the developers. But T-Rex, he, he even can, said... Can
2: say,
0: no, like, okay, let me ahead, just finish. Go ahead, go ahead. T-Rex was saying, you know, this is cool and all, 2K, but... I really hope that, you know, you're, you're willing to listen to feedback because, you know, Gathalion, T-Rex, uh, Broman, I think killer six, there was a bunch of them that got kind of signed on with borderlands three, right? They were supposed remember to, that. they were like, right? like, it was supposed to be like yeah. a big contract.
2: What, what happened to that?
0: What happened? Did they not like the game? They wanted to get out. What happened there? They weren't receptive to feedback saying, Hey, the game kind of sucks. I don't know what it is, but like, that's cool to have these programs but like you also can't lock someone into playing your game if it's trash
1: or they're not willing to change it you know what i mean yeah. so it, I it's a balancing remember, act i remember at that event i don't know if you guys were with me during this conversation or not cuz y'all were at the we were at the borderlands event together but i remember at the borderlands 3 uh, event before it actually officially launched when we got to get hands on time with it early i won't say who it is cuz i cuz i'm sure their offer was under nda but another streamer there told me that he had been offered a contract by, uh, from, from Gearbox to stream, uh, to do, I think it was like four, like four Borderlands three streams a week for a year. And he said the, 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 the offer was very generous. Mm-hmm. And, but he was like, but I just, I couldn't do it because I, I have no idea if this game is going to be good in a year. That's a huge, That's a huge risk for me to take. Yeah, think how much time uh, a year is. Yeah. So to do a full year contract of of saying this is going to be my flagship game on my channel, um, like that's a huge risk. And I got to say in retrospect, he made a good call by saying, I think I got to pass on this one. Yeah.
0: I mean, depending on the hour requirements, like you could you could tank your channel's growth. Like, what if it was uh, a cyberpunk and they're like, hey, we'll give you a million dollars, but you have to stream Cyberpunk, <laughs> right? Like you <laughs> yeah. you gotta so many stream people would
2: have taken that deal. So many people yeah. would have right? taken that deal, dude.
0: Oh man. Uh but anyways,
2: let's move on. Wait, can I say oh no? On. I was, yeah, no, go, no. Go, go. <laughs> I'm just I, not, listen, um, I think it's important to say that in that feedback department a lot of people uh give developers like hate for that right where it's like oh all you do you know that all you do is listen to streamers all you do is listen to streamers but i don't think people realize like how it used to work is that they would um bring in people from the streets like ea would be developing the next You know, years and years ago, it'd be developing FIFA or like Titanfall one or whatever the heck. And they would go on to the streets and randomly get people and make them sign NDAs and have them play and get feedback. Right. They used to do this. So like the guy could never that guy could have never played a first person shooter ever before in his life. Right. And that's the type of person that's giving feedback. So. When people, like, they get obsessed with, like, oh, you're only listening to streamers, not listening to me, right? Like, not listen to XX Slayer XX with three followers on Twitter. <laughs> Why not, right? But it's like, listen, XX you know Slayer might have some good points, but streamers who have, like, a record of playing similar games are going to give much better feedback than random people off the street. So, like, the fact that they're doing that is so, so good for everybody. Right, and like, you have to remember, we
0: have the input of all of you guys and we see that. And so it's like, oh my God, this is a major issue. Everyone's talking about it, but like Mm -hmm. I've put in more time in some games in one week than some of like some people that watch me have played in a year because I mean, obviously it's my job to play games and like people work, they've got families and stuff. So it's like, you know, I'm getting all that input from hundreds of people at the same time that I can hopefully relay to a, a dev. And I want you to have a good experience. I'm not going to give that's you. Right. I'm not going to give them feedback that's going to kill the game. Hopefully, I pray. I want yeah, everyone to play. That's not good for us, right? Or else my my job dies. So it's like yeah. I want it to be the best for you. I want it to be fair for you. That's why you know content creators like like us. We want things like Trials of Osiris and Destiny to be accessible to everyone and not just for people that play on the weekends and cheaters. You know we what I mean? We don't do
1: recoveries. Yeah. We want it to be accessible for you guys. None, none of us here do recoveries, so. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I kind of cut you off, Ryan. No, you're totally fine. I was just going to add to that. You know, one of the things I see a lot is people complain like, well, why don't you going to stop listening to the content creators and actually listen to, to the common gamers? And what, that's one of the things you have to remember is that, like Mike said, we see all the things that you're saying. We are like a storehouse for community We're feedback, a like for yeah. you guys.
2: A lot of the time,
1: we hear all of that. So when we, I, I can say this definitively: when I go to these events, like summit events and stuff like that, for various games where they want feedback from content creators, I can tell you it is extremely rare for me to hear a bit of feedback come out of a content creator's mouth that is very self-serving. And if I've ever heard it, we. There's dissension among the group. Everyone else is like, that's dumb. No, uh, uh-uh. you know what I mean? Like no one's out there trying to tank the experience for the common gamer. <laughs> the, that would be a horrible business move.
0: The only one who did was that one guy who was kind of at the one Bungie summit. I don't want to say his name, but he was like kind of like an average Joe Schmo. And every time he opened his mouth, everyone was like, what the hell is and, uh, this? What the hell is this guy talking about? We kept I looking think- at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was so funny. But I don't want to expose them too much. Sometimes
2: they do bring in like people from the forums and stuff. And like it was like they could be they can can sometimes have a hard time. Like a content creator, literally, my like our job is to express ourselves, right? Yeah. So that they can have a hard time giving feedback and like saying what they're really thinking and trying and and meaning, right? Yeah. And, And I've seen that a lot too, where it's like something's not right. I don't know what it is though. And then like we'll be like, Listen, aim assist, something's up with it. I'm drifting when I'm trying to shoot. The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. y- y- so you make a video in your
0: hotel room and bring it the next day.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, right? Like, listen, watch this. All
1: well, right, we've been, uh, we've been talking about all these things that are changing the gaming industry down the road. But another f- interesting factor this past week that came up that might have an, an effect on the gaming industry in oh. some capacity is the China um, bans on listen, the restrictions on gaming.
2: It- Alright, it's maybe time, if you're a gamer, it's maybe time to remove the little hammer and sickle from your Twitter bio. Maybe hashtag communist, get it out of there, because you're not going to be allowed to play games in under communist rule. Because it turns out, they're just like, hey, you can be more productive. And I mean, they're arguably correct, but it's like, that's what the, the, the Chinese Communist Party, apparently, due to complaints, this is the funniest part, due to complaints from the parents. So Obviously, who is in charge of the t- you know, uh, Chinese Communist Party? The parents, the, the older generation, right? Or like all the seniors within the party are like, my kid's gaming too much. This is annoying me. And it, and it went all the way to the top. So now you can, I think under the age of 18, you can only play three hours, three hours a week. Hours a At week. Ends. A week. Aim. Bro, like, so think about the not millions billions literally billions with a b billions of dollars that have have been invested in terms of bringing games to that chinese market yeah. and they're all screwed like how they're many projects done. are in the work or in the works like are you serious
1: yeah dude that's going to kill so many so many jobs your game for developers. To, your game, your game yeah.
2: has to be the best game on the market because you can only play for three hours a week. You yeah, it, it, it got real competitive. best possible game, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, but like, even like, you know, Genshin has a huge Chinese audience. Well, What's going to happen to the Genshin? League of Legends has a massive Chinese audience. There's so many games that they really do have a huge audience in, you know, multiple different regions. But what happens when you're one region with... Billions of people that live there, it just goes, Yeah, Literally we can't we can't people. play anymore. I can't I can't play League of Legends because I go over producer? my 45 minute time slot. You know what I mean? Like I can't play a long game of League of Legends because
1: I might run out of time. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. It's like minutes on old school cell phones. Yeah. Dude, how do like, they enforce it though? That's the question. I don't oh, know. Oh easy.
2: Easy. Because they just the government controls. everything so the government controls the internet internet yeah that's right internet for you so they know exactly what you're doing right you've got hey you've got a social credit score in china so they track what you do and you either get good points for being a good citizen or if you do things the government don't like so you get bad points and if you get enough bad points you disappear sometimes it's like that's the reality that like literally people living like that right now right so oh they think it's great though due to propaganda, but it's like it's some serious stuff there. So they can easily, easily know exactly what you're up to, because they they provide the Internet. They know what you're doing with that Internet, what you're doing on your computer, all of that stuff. So it's super easy to enforce, unfortunately. But yeah, like. (laughs) I can't imagine being a gamer there like you're done, like and and like three hours a week, dude, I play three. I play eight hours a day, brothers.
0: (laughs) And I I understand like gaming addiction. I understand it. And like, I know looking back in school, like I did play Halo 3 a lot, but I also played very competitive hockey. I'd got very good marks in school. And like, I was out partying with friends and dating. And like, I was playing with my buddies. There are some social aspects I think are really good there. And like, if you can do all the other stuff in life and that's how you want to spend your time. Like my dad would always be like, Go watch some TV instead. And it's like, how is that better? Or like, (laughs) they just hate gaming. Like, my parents hated it growing up. And now look at me, dad. Look at me now. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah. But imagine, imagine if it was another thing. We despise gymnastics. You've been doing gymnastics this whole time. You can get injured too easily. Now it's banned. You're some Olympic athlete that I I get it. Not everyone sitting in their gamer chair is going to make something for themselves. But it's like,
2: one, one of, of their freedoms gamers. just got taken away. Like but they're it's interesting. The percentage of like gamers mm-hmm. who go on to let's say succeed in the areas of gaming, I would almost bet it's at least equivalent to, if not more, than the amount of people who like play football and actually the make a living of out of playing football, whether that is a coach or something related to the sport, right. you know, actually. Whether you're NFL, not a
1: player, but yeah. Right.
2: Like you don't have to be a competitive. Gamer. Going I'm, to game dev. I'm trash, and I still make a living off this game. You know what I'm saying? True. You but said like, it, not me. You can be a content creator. You can be a developer. A lot of developers, right? Why would you want to be a gaming developer, right? It, often it's because you played a lot of video games and you have an absolute love for it. A lot of a lot of developers, you know, in, are independent, like the Inner Sloth, are making millions or set for life because they developed Among Us because they love gaming, mm. like so. It's interesting. Will this like boost productivity with 18 year olds? Uh, Or are you losing out on a lot of benefits? Also, you're losing out on social interaction. You're losing out on a billion, multi-billion dollar industry, a gaming industry. There's a lot of development companies in China. Like, what are they going to do? Right. I wonder, I could actually foresee like, if it's a Chinese game, a game developed in China, you get an extra hour a week or something if you play that. But imagine, like, but imagine, mean, like, like,
0: imagine hurting your own economy like that. Like, like they've just said to the, the gaming economy, there, like, yeah, you're not important. Like, I, I don't know. That's just kind of wild.
2: It, it, like, it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm sure their logic is, well, we're going to hurt the gaming industry. But what are these people going to do with their time? They're going to, they're going to invest it in education and they're going to become engineers and they're going to improve the economy more in the long run. Will that actually happen? Right. Or are you just going to because no one can interact with each other on gaming anymore? You Is everyone going to be socially like it's there? there's going to be like really some long term repercussions from this. And it's going to be really interesting to see the results of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, Chinese refugees trying to come. In, <laughs> yeah. Come <in> uh, <laughs> like, this really? is the straw that broke the camel's back. Man, I need out of this country. Yeah.
0: Can't hide like, away yeah. in our room anymore.
2: <laughs> That's right. I, yeah. I mean. It, that's a good point like and especially with the longer younger generation i mean uh, they're not it's not like you can vote in china but like certainly they're the ones that are really going to be turned off by this and it, it seems al- again it seems almost like vindictive just from complaints from people who like don't game just from the older generations who don't game and don't understand why is my son spending so much time playing video games but like not understanding that there is
1: like a lot of benefits that come from it mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of benefits, Destiny players are going to get some crazy benefits from the pre-order for Witch Queen. Just in the armor is probably the best looking armor I've ever seen in Destiny. Did you see that? The 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 pre-order armor? Yeah, the thorn. That's
2: not uh, for Witch Queen. What do you mean? Well, if someone would care to watch my videos. You'd know what's going on. That's... Uh, Who can be bothered thorn- to watch
1: your videos?
2: I know. Listen, 10 minutes and one second, you'll know <laughs> everything you need to know. But in all honesty, the 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 Thorn Armor looks fantastic. I'm pretty sure that the Thorn Armor is associated with the new dungeon. Like, it drops from the new dungeon in the 30th anniversary thing coming in December. Oh. Why is it on the, the picture for the
1: Witch Queen whatever edition Maybe pre-order? Because it gives you access to the... An-
2: yeah, there is a certain edition of the Witch Queen that if you pr- if you get this, you it comes with the 30th anniversary bundle, which okay. would include that because the 30th anniversary update includes a six player activity, which is crazy. Like we're getting a freaking new override type activity in December right. for free. But if you pay, you gain access to the dungeon, which includes the Thorn-themed armor. That's the loot cave dungeon, right? The loot cave dungeon, yeah. You go into the loot cave and then into the depths of the uh, Cosmodrome, and there's a whole dungeon. I so, think it's
1: hilarious that they decided to use the loot cave for that. I what know, a great yeah, idea for like the, 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 the anniversary thing. The loot
2: cave, exactly. No, 100%. Like that's it, it's hilarious, man. So, I haven't played
0: Destiny in a year. Like other than uh, very sparingly, I watched that reveal and I was beyond hyped. I was I was probably the most hyped I've been in a long time. A lot of issues I have with the game seem to be addressed uh, because of that, and just things that I didn't expect. You know, void subclasses being reworked. The big one for me when they said that there's going to be dungeons and raids, like one or one of them every kind of quarter, like every few months. I was like, yeah. Ah? I was like, that's huge. Did you guys get picked up by? a massive company is that is You're that, that your, right is that your eververse money i never thought i'd see that again like I, I truly never thought i would see that did they hire that have, many devs
1: that's what i was gonna just say you've a gotta you've gotta wonder all these hires did they like actually say man we're hiring another team for dungeon design we're gonna take uh, some of the guys on the current team finally dude. you know what i mean finally. it's like now we can pump out the content that everyone is saying they love mm-hmm. more frequently like that's so exciting so th- three dungeons, between now and the end of next year, right? Three dungeons, uh, and two yeah. raids. Well, there three dungeons, yeah. two raids. A new
2: raid with Witch Queen,
1: and, and a reprised a one.
2: Reprised raid. They Don't know which one yet. I hope it's not King's Fall. King's Fall is so freaking overrated. I'm sorry. Thank you. But like, thank you. Yeah, you I agree. i If you want to stand there, if you want your boss phase to always be like four phase, like go away, dude. Wrath yeah. of the Machine is so good, and the Siva weapons and bringing those back, I, I'd be so happy about that. But it does. Frankly, it doesn't matter because even I, I'm sure they're gonna. Even if they do bring back King's Fall, similar to, uh, Well of me. Glass, they change some things, and hopefully they can change some things to make certain encounters in there less absolutely uh tedious but dude holy crap like this is huge like that those end game pve things like the dungeons and the raids are like exactly what people wanted and not only that like just now rejuvenating prophecy dungeon with all of the season of the or the trials of the nine weapons yes, like all, yeah. everyone's like grinding that now like that's a a brilliant idea like it's like hey you have this old fantastic piece of content refresh the loot Make it relevant again. Mm-hmm. Like that that's there's the so many. Love, there's so many pieces eat. of
0: content where I'm like, this was amazing. I won't touch it again. Like, like it, ha- it happens it all begin. the time. Yeah. Nightmare None hunts. None of the raids like obviously when Destiny first came out and I was new to the game. I wanted every little thing. But now I'm looking at the items and like the the garden of salvation. There was yeah, maybe there was maybe one roll on the pulse rifle where I was like, that seems kind of fun. But after I did it, I yeah. did it like five times and it's like that's it not touching yep. it
2: you no reason to and you're done with the game exactly like nothing, exactly but like i think they learn from that though and we've seen after garden deep Stone crypt it comes with those unique perks you get that uh reconstruction where it like overflows spoil system too and heritage yeah you get heritage and and the sniper secession is like um, uh, amazing in pve right and then vault of glass you have that uh rewind rounds perk and with the sniper it's like unbelievable right uh so really really good that they're doing that like the vault of glass weapons were a hit the deepstone crypt weapons were a hit i think they finally realized oh we should probably make raid weapons actually like good and different from the uh, yeah. normal legendary
1: weapons these things should matter i guess yeah you hmm.
2: think right but we've been kind of complaining about bungie like we've been making fun of them because they have not been adding that much to destiny, but they keep announcing all these new IPs. And we've always been saying like, is that where all the Eververse money is going to this new IP? That's not even destiny. And they're going to bleed destiny dry. But it looks like with the witch queen, like finally, it really does appear that they're seriously reinvesting in destiny, which is mm-hmm. exactly what you want to see. Cause they said a lot and they really did hammer home this during the reveal that like it's, Witch Queen, Lightfall, Final Shape, and beyond. They kept saying and beyond. Like, we're not stopping, like, ever, basically. And I think a lot of that is... I think it is good that there was maybe some changes to who's in charge. When we saw uh, Luke Smith and Noseworthy, they're still kind of working on Destiny, I think, but they've kind of moved to alternate media, I think, something like that. And then you got some new guys that came in because... I think that with all these hires, you're hiring a lot of people that love Destiny, right? And these people can make Destiny for the next God knows how many years, right? It's understandable that maybe some of the old guard and Bungie were sick of it, and and wanted to move on, but and that's why it's so good that they hired all this new talent, Um, because again, these people will make Destiny exotics for the day till the day they die. They grew, they they love Destiny, right? Do
0: you think that which queen will be better than beyond light for me? hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Will it be better than forsaken?
2: That's the question.
0: I, right. I mean, I'm it's, seeing a lot of like, if we're going tally to tally, it's, it's
2: gotta be close. It's gotta be close so for, so forsaken added the new supers and that mm-hmm. was big. That was a big injection of content and and special like, weapons. So, yes, that's true. Well, actually, no, that came a, like a couple of weeks before, remember? It was actually a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but it out.
1: was part of it. But it was I know, part of but it. Still,
2: yeah. um, something like that is so important because it means that it rejuvenates old content. You can go back and do a strike that you've done a million times, but with your new super, and you can new do build, things yeah. that you've never been able to do, that, do before.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And with beyond light it kind of did do that with stasis it stasis was totally new a little t- <laughs> Lily went a little overboard uh, you know what i mean yeah a little but bit. uh at the end of the day i think you could make the argument that beyond light was almost like more impactful than uh certainly the stasis was more impactful than the, all the different supers that uh forsaken at it but in yeah. terms of content certainly it was lacking uh like we got a raid but that you know, that was about a be- about it, right? So well,
1: I I have to say, yeah, uh, part of this discussion, I've seen a couple of people already say, I it doesn't look like enough content to justify the the purchase, and I'm like, are you are you dumb? Like are <laughs> are you stupid? Like I look at the list of everything we're getting with the Witch Queen, you know, this gothic fantasy environment with the the like haunted swamps. Yeah. and then the humongous castle yeah well, pick on that because that that new area is huge
2: completely new destination right yeah yeah like the witch queen's what is it her throne world her throne world like you said there's that swamp area that's like one area and there's
1: then you like have it's like the, the tangled castle. shore in the dreaming city yeah. you get the swamp lands and then you get the the gothic yeah. Castle fantasy, dark castle vibes, completely different space. And then there's like a beneath, like dungeons type of
2: space with a different vibe as well. Like there's kind of the outside castle, you're in the castle walls, then there's like the underneath, like dungeon. So it's like the swamps, the castle, the dungeon. It's like a Dark all Souls level
0: with all of them connected. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah.
2: all part of it. So it's like that new area. Like it's not Mercury. Mercury was kind of a joke, right? Like this seems to be, we are going to have some different variety in terms of this new area it's going to be multi-tier it's if you're in the swamp area it's going to feel very different than if you're in the castle
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then on top of that new weapon type with the glaive yep which looks really cool i do hope i do hope we just got like some we didn't have the audio cue ready for it so it sounds like a shotgun but it's going to not sound yeah. like that when it actually ships because it literally just sounds like your Destiny 1 default shotgun sound when they shoot the glaive and it made no sense. But obviously, I, I doubt that's going to be the final audio for it. But, anyways, it,
2: but that's so important. It's like a like melee combos. Yep. It has and it's a special. So, you're going to have like you're going to get some more use out of it. Yeah. So,
1: that's crazy. Weapon crafting, you know, raids, dungeons, like, well, raid period, dungeon period. Raid and
2: um, dungeon period. Yeah
1: yeah like i and obviously an overwork to the void subclasses being more like stasis with aspects and fragments and it's going to dramatically change literally with, everything yeah. about with
2: all new abilities like tash did you see like they're not just kind of like arranged melee for void. you're not just changing the framework like for example titan has a completely new melee yeah where yeah it Throws at shield yeah and it gets overshield for each guy it hits like so that is like you're not just putting all the perks into this new framework you're adding more abilities and then you're taking out the least favorite ones assumedly but like you can now combo with so much stuff like oh i I, what if i want devour and handheld supernova i can combine them both are you serious handheld supernova plus devour brother yeah that's insane and i mean to me that's new
0: subclasses the destiny 2 subclasses are so boring and yeah on every single one, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have just taken that perk and put it here. Like, pretty much every single subclass, there's one of them where I'm like, literally put that on the other one and I would be a better class. And um, being able to just switch it around, getting some of those new abilities. Also the fact that, yeah, they're doing Void, but isn't it literally the next season is another element and then another one? So, So what is that? Three months? So within nine months, we would have everything... Uh, for the most part, all updated, all that stuff. And then by the time that's done, you know, maybe we're doing a reveal for the next year and maybe there is a new subclass down the road. But I don't know, I'm really hyped. And okay, here's my thought, because this is the the outside looking in because you guys are still very involved with the game. And so maybe you're blinded by it. Maybe you're overhyped or, you know, right? I've been away and I've been bringing in all this information. <laughs> yeah, he's got his drifter. The thing what are is, you The thing is, is what I'm seeing is these raids and dungeons means they must be hiring people. They've made some, yep. some comments about, hey, we are going to bring some new maps and game modes to PvP. Obviously, it's been like two years, <laughs> three years, too, too late. Yeah. But seeing that amount of content for the raids, that has me thinking, wow, that is really shocking. But that also means, okay, you're talking about the final shape and lightful and all these different things if you're doing this now and you've hired all these people how do i know that those don't have a ton of dungeons and a ton of raids and a ton oh, of content They've and, it, right? right and it's so it's like this looks really good but if this is the new norm holy shit destiny is going to be amazing and that's kind of yeah. what i'm thinking about and for the first time in a long time i'm thinking do I need to really start getting back into the game and building up my brand again for Destiny? Because maybe this is one of those games that I want to be, you know, a ride-and-die long-term fan. Um, You know, there's people that have made a career playing League of Legends and only League of Legends, and Destiny might be the place to be. Now, if they could add some, like, Eververse creator codes, bro, I'm signing up today! (laughs) Like, like, I I am there, bro. I will talk about Eververse every day.
2: That applies to my point earlier, where like Bungie's gonna have to, you know, I think start treating its content creators a little bit better because, like, they have it's not to say, like, give me stuff or anything like that. It's just like you have a great relationship with your content creators that are pushing out a ton of content. And I would say, like, almost necessary content. There is like people have put out beginner guides that are like better than the actual beginner quest in the game i feel like and more and so you know definitely there's guides and content that explain stuff better than the in-game tooltips like so this relationship is is a great thing to forge going down this road especially when you're going to add complicated things like weapon crafting systems right like that's that's not going to be like probably easily understandable especially because you know, Bungie, they're gonna add 17 different That's currencies that have to do with this, right? And you convert those currencies into a different currency, and then that currency buys this object that you have to level up, and then you can use <laughs> that to finally craft your weapon. And you know? the instructions for all those quest steps are in binary. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we could do that, or we can pray Rick Cacus makes a freaking guide on it, right? So <laughs> like that that it
1: better it, not be over eight minutes. It or it's bad. <laughs>
2: Um, but that's my point. Like, uh, that would be a great thing to, if you have invested in the future, yeah, have those epic game-style creator codes. I think that'd be a fantastic way to just get that, like, financial security and the benefit of being, like, a Destiny content creator. Like, you want to treat your content creator well because they want the game to succeed, and they're... And like you said, Tash, like, you want them to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. That's right. And, like... <sighs> The thing is, is
0: looking, looking at what's coming and the fact that they're taking time to revamp the subclasses, that's the other thing too, is the fact that they're taking time to revamp the subclasses means, well, why would you do that if they weren't going to be around for a long time? Why would you do that if there, there isn't longevity in this game? Because that is a ton of work, you know, with a minimum viable product you know, you, you just keep things running. If it's going to be just a cash cow, you keep things running. Maybe you add new content, but you're not over or, or reworking old systems. Why the hell would you do that? So obviously they're banking on destiny being big long-term they're investing resources back into old systems while creating new systems. That is a very big green light for me saying, damn, they're, they're not giving up on this game. There's going to be a new IP. They've got that Eververse money. They got a new squad doing that. But, but there's, this bungee squad. Uh, working on destiny seems to be alive. I don't know about the PVP side of it as much still. I I think that they did lose a lot to the new IP. And so as a PVP player, that is the one thing where I'm just like, "Eh, you know, I'll dabble. But uh, if you're a PVE player in destiny, I think you have an amazing future going forward. Like truly we keep saying it, but like, is this the best time or, or the best time of destiny? This is the best moment. They finally saved the game uh i'm getting it really getting, like the witch war queen there
2: is it really does look like the witch queen is gonna save the game like and like i, like, I want to fight savathun like that's the thing is like i just
0: i want that lore piece oryx yeah. was such a big thing savathun is a big freaking character in this yeah. world you know
2: and they've been setting her up for so long like uh yeah. aramis or whoever the the bad guy for or bad girl, I guess for, for
1: beyond light. God, like yeah. who the hell are like, you? Who are? Yeah. who are you? I don't, I don't care. care
2: about, it's your girl, Aramis, here to freeze some stuff. <laughs> and it's like, where did you come from? I have no idea who this is. Yeah,
1: like, no doubt. Where no, like, is like and like this is going to be a crux in the story. This is a big deal. Yeah, multiple
2: seasons has been setting up Sabathun. Sabathun, like I mean, in the prophecy dungeon, you have like eyes of Sabathun and stuff. I believe like you have. Like they've been setting this up for so long and and it, it's not just like a new villain is here. It's like the new villain.
1: We're talking to the new villain like right now.
2: Right. In like Literally an ice form.
1: Yeah, literally like back in Destiny 1, you're like, oh, what is this? And your ghost is like, oh, it's just a communication device. I don't know who it was talking to. And then in the previews for the Witch Queen, like you see that device and it's like, oh, this has been set up for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't think yeah. we have time for the
2: Apex stuff. We can. But no, really like I think it's really good. And and also like you've you've not just introducing this villain, but you're like you've took, taken away Osiris. It's like mm-hmm. like he Savathun is Osiris has done something with him. And so it's like that's you're taking away a beloved character as well. Like the, so the stakes are like really high. It's it's fantastic. Actually, Ryan, maybe you were getting a drink.
0: My wife's flight got delayed. We're chilling. We got we got time. I don't gotta leave. Oh,
1: okay. Um, All
2: right.
0: So yeah, but we can jump onto the apex thing because honestly, the Your Vanguard was away taking a. He was taking a drink. He was getting a drink. He's getting a drink. Like classic.
2: What a, a shot. Water. A um. There's so no <laughs> shot. There's water in there. There's no. There's water. water baby. What yeah,
0: the hell? Water. Okay. Yeah. Who is this guy? Skin. He's getting up in the morning oh, and kayaking. The
2: mall, drink He's drinking. Oh, water. There this. <laughs> The water's just to wash down the Uh, rum or whatever. I've been trying
1: to hide my yawns, because Mike's right. I was up at 5 this morning. I got myself a new kayak. So I've been getting up at like 5 a.m. every day and and taking it to the lake. Yeah, it's a great workout, man. I go hard with it.
2: Dude is like on the waterfront property, like, who's this clown kayaking at 5 in the morning every morning? Why is this guy kayaking? You have
1: two children in school. You tell me when you can find time to go... Sit out on a lake and, and when they're kayak at school,
2: her. drop them off and then go kayak.
1: He's gonna
2: work. Have, no, you, I gotta ever, work. have you ever seen someone
0: you who actually have a work, work ethic? Jesus Christ.
1: Jeez. Nope, not this guy. <laughs> so Apex Legends this week is so really interesting. Um uh, it led to a really interesting uh conversation online between like your diehard hardcore players and then like your committed fan base. It's more just like the casual audience. Well and not even them. Even, like, some players who are really good at the game that just don't happen to be M&K players. Are you cut out? I cut out. You cut out. Your mom cut out. Shut up. Anyways.
2: Try to be helpful.
1: (laughs) Anyways, there's this thing in the game, a technique, okay, Um, called uh, tap strafing. And it's basically this technique where M&K players have found ways of using, like, your scroll wheel and whatnot. To input a whole lot of movement commands in a very short amount of time. And so, what it does is just kind of on the base level, it makes your character do these like really rapid jitters. Okay. And so, it makes it really hard for. in
2: a game, in a game, yeah. In a game,
1: it's a blur. In a game like that, it's a really big deal for somebody to try and track that move complete, to track completely random, unpredictable movement. Is not like a skill or a talent. It's luck. No matter how you shape it. It's luck. So. A lot of people are really upset. Because if you're a console player. Doing crossplay, Or if you're a, a controller player. Or even if you're an M&K player. That just doesn't know how to do that. You are at a severe disadvantage. And then the really. up, They were finding ways of taking this to the next level. They are pushing the envelope with this stuff. They're finding ways of. I kid you not. Using Pathfinder's Grappling Hook. To zip past you. And when you turn to look at them, they would put in these, in- they'd input so many movement commands, they would actually move the character back behind you. So you turn to track their movement. He's behind you with a peacekeeper and just blast you in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely nuts. Octane players could do similar things. It's unpredictable. It is uncounterable. There's no, like, you can't predict, that, oh yeah, this guy's gonna teleport behind me and I gotta be ready for it. You right. never know that's coming. So, anyways, the really sweaty upper echelon of players were really livid this week when Apex developers came out and said, "This isn't this isn't good for the game, guys. We're gonna scrap it. We're gonna we're gonna oh my disable." Gosh.
2: I have to win a fair gunfight, like God forbid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um- so it led to just this huge controversy between within the community where they're all at each other's throats. Like, this is fair, and this is you're removing. You're removing skill, um, you know, high skill gap plays from the game in catering to the casuals. You know what I mean? We've heard it all before in the Destiny community, Mike. But yeah. You go ahead. And well, and there's a lot of
0: arguments that it's like, well, why would you ever play a mouse and keyboard now? Because there is a lot of aim assist in Apex. It's like, why wouldn't you just play contr- a controller? Like you're you're dumb to not use it almost at this point. Because if you're taking away our movement, well, then you're taking away everything. You're taking our one advantage away. And I mean, it it is tough to say you know, what what the best input is and where you're going to thrive. But the thing is, and the way I did it is like, I watched a couple of videos on on what it is and what it looks like. And the biggest argument is, if you're playing a game, there should be kind of a set amount of rules, any game you play. And you learn those rules and you, you adapt and you, and you get better at the game and you improve. But I feel like some of the tap strafing stuff, it kind of broke the game. If you watch someone doing a clamber up a wall, you should know, well, he's going to be at the top of that wall. But they're they're animation canceling and not going there. Or they're jumping off a building and you're like, all right, I'm going to track him because he's going off that building. And
1: yeah. then it,
0: and then they zip back and they land on the building. So you waste a bunch of ammo trying to track them. And it's all these things that, you you know, you're being given information and you're responding properly and then you're getting punished because, they're, you know, the game isn't functioning the way it's supposed to anymore. And I watched some of the clips and I understand you know, practicing those things and, and mastering those things and doing them at a fast speed and, and at a high level. But at the end of the day, it looks like an exploit. It looks like some pretty janky animation canceling, some crazy movement that like it doesn't look intended. And I understand why Um,
1: I understand why they removed it. But yeah, I don't know. And there's a there was a write up by one of the developers today that was just just a fascinating read and um one of the more interesting things that he said in that is he said we'll we'll let you peek behind the curtain right now and tell you this there's zero evidence internally that being on a controller is an advantage there's zero evidence we see when we stack a predator controller player and their stats and real time data tracking against a predator um that's the highest rank by the way if you're not familiar with yeah. apex terms a predator an apex predator, yeah, yes. If you stack that against a, a, a PC uh, or an M and K predator, there is no data that that suggests that even with like a prowler, which is a fully automatic, or well, right now it's burst fire in the current season, up close uh, SMG. You would think people keep saying. Controller players on on the Prowler are just too LP. and they said there's zero evidence internally that says a controller player plays better with a Prowler than an MK player. They they win the same number of gunfights, and um and everyone's like, no way. They just couldn't believe it. It's right. hilarious. But another thing they say is like, listen, uh, each input device has their own advantages, and this kind of goes with what Mike is saying. There's certain rules that we that are solid and we don't want to break those uh, that mess with accessibility that really just shatter the the immersion of the game and make it feel unreal and unfair but a controller player may have aim assist that's nice good for you but an m and k player has other things that are extremely advantageous like the ability to have variable sensitivity uh input commands with a mouse you could turn slowly you could turn kind of fast. You can turn extremely fast. And you can change the the speed at which you're doing those things in immediate real time. And you can't do that on a controller. When I push the thumbstick all the way to the right, I turn at a set speed all the way to the right, right? And anywhere in between there, there's a couple of different variable speeds. But the range of sensitivity that you can acquire with a mouse and keyboard is just so much more dramatic. But so,
2: it's it's just a never-ending debate, right? It's like... Obviously, stuff like aim assist, you need aim assist because your thumb controls is not a, <laughs> it's not a precise. So mouse and keyboard is more precise. That being said, have controller users gotten some free kills because of aim assist? Absolutely, right? Like so it's just gonna be a never-ending debate because both have their advantages and disadvantages. Right. Yep. And so, you know, hopefully you would you would think that those equal out. And and in all honesty, they probably do. But like, if you're on one, obviously you're just going to complain about the other. And, just and, yeah. and I, I, like I've got clips from back in my old Destiny
0: days on controller. And I look at those clips compared to some of my Destiny 2 plays on PC. It doesn't even look like I'm playing the same game. And, yeah. you know, there is definitely some advantages where it looks like some pretty easy headshots. But I'm going to track a guy and it might, you know, my reticle. It's so sluggish on controller. And there's some flicks that I do on PC. You would never be able to humanly do that on a controller, even at max sensitivity, literally impossible. And so, you know, again, pros and cons to both. I I think that it is frustrating when you learn a skill and then it gets taken away from you. But I mean, people learned how to Titan Skate in Destiny, but you can move three times faster than everyone else. So it's like, like, yeah, it's a skill, but now you have a gross advantage over
2: everyone else in the game. Wait, someone in the chat's like he said it's because of your thumb. No cacus, It's because it's a joystick that you use with your thumb. You use your your thumb is doing all the inputs on the joystick. And Ryan, on that
0: note, RGH mean? after dark initiated. You oh idiot!
2: Don't God. you know that your thumb? <laughs> he's calling me an idiot. But me, yeah, he's yeah. Like, it's not your thumb. It's the joystick. What do you use to activate the joystick? Your thumb. What is that? Well,
1: it's, it's not a joystick. It's a thumbstick. Let's be
0: clear about that. Yeah, isn't a joystick even like? Even isn't that like a like a fighter pilot stick? That's a
2: joystick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's like that. That's OP. That's like yeah. the that input. That input device is yeah. so. Do you guys remember like playing Battlefield? <laughs> you have the guy like plugged in the actual like flight uh, joystick. Yeah, for the. You're like, and you could tell they're just absolutely like clear in house, and you're like, this guy's like a real life Apache pilot, like in Battlefield. 3. He's got the pet- they- he's got
1: the foot pedals for yeah. pitching and all It's like congratulations,
2: day. you're making junior high me cry. Like, good <laughs> job. Like, I'm just trying to play Battlefield.
1: <laughs> Speaking of if Battlefield, if you guys have any wait. questions you want to toss at us, now's the all time right, now to do it. Part- but I think we got some stuff to call out too, Mike. Yeah,
2: we are. As he's calling out, yeah, RJ After Dark. So. Ask your questions, guys, and we will answer as best we can. We do give massive priority to people who are members. If you want to become a member, just click the little join button. Like it's like right below the video. Right next to subscribe, it will say subscribe and then join right near it. So just click join and uh, support us. Get a bunch of sick emotes you can spam everywhere.
1: And Are uh, we supposed to plug like any ball trimmers or drinks today? Nope. I think we're done. We did our- Advanced GG. Won.
0: Go to Advanced GG. Oh, and use yeah. code RGH. <laughs> we're at our peak viewership. That's all so good. Use code RGH for 10% off. <laughs> We've got tons of great flavors. Advanced.gg. Um, we got a $2 donation from Tuga. Add your boy and glad to see you all shining. Well, thank you so much, Tuga. We got some beautiful donations from my boy, Christopher. Uh, Chip Cunningham. With a $5 donation, and we got some new memberships today. Uh, Let me see. We got Mardell and... Mardrell. Mardrell, yeah, Mardrell, and Chalfi and Raphael. Thank you guys so much for the new memberships. We appreciate you. We love you. If we missed it, I'm sorry. The activity feed, it just goes away after a while, and it it just doesn't show, so... Uh, if we missed it, I really do apologize. We do love you. Thank you for the support. It keeps the channel running. And if you do want to become a member and get some of those emotes and just kind of keep the channel alive, um, we do have a link here for uh, becoming a member. And it supports the channel out tremendously. Helps pay for our editors. Pretty much, you. Pretty much exactly how many members we have is what our our editor costs. So you, go, you guys literally pay for the editor every month, uh, which is amazing. Thank you. Well, technically, yeah. I pay for the editor every month, and then the channel needs to pay me.
2: But I haven't seen any money. Like, I just keep I losing that, money every month. I don't month. think a single one of us has actually seen a penny from this side project. <laughs> so I'm not even kidding. None of us have actually, like, cashed out on any of this stuff. So just keep in mind, we are doing this because we it's love doing fun. it, and it's yeah. fun as heck. So
0: Yeah, we, we uh, actually haven't made one penny yet from, from any of it. There's Sir.
2: pennies. There's are somewhere. They just don't... Oh, just no, Google's, my got, I mean, uh, yeah, Google's, Google's the got them. Yeah, Google's
0: got them. Yeah, did a, we find one. out where the money went yet? Yeah, we could chat about
1: that oh, okay. the, uh, after the show, for
0: sure. Yeah, we just, like, we're missing all of the the money because our AdSense got shut down. It, I think we're fixing it, but still. Chip Cunningham with a $5 donation. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Decimations.
2: Uh, I was going to hit one of the questions. You got oh, one? Someone asked ask a, a question about... Yeah, someone said it's going to True Vanguard's kayak. That's how he bought the kayak. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone asked a question about the the trials rework. Like,
1: what do you guys think about the trials rework? Oh, Excellent. Awesome. More accessible. Okay, so recoveries good freaking riddance. Um, battle Eye cheaters good freaking riddance, hopefully. Um, you don't have to win anymore to get your loot. That's freaking great. Okay, so you, you're you a casual player. Maybe you don't even have a fire team. You can solo queue. You could get a team together and run in there. You don't have to win games. Just win rounds. You play. You, you know what? You got your fourth loss. Typically, you're like, oh, that sucks. Gotta start all over. You don't anymore. You just keep playing until you get your loop. It's great. This is going to be so much better for people. It's going to overpopulate the playlist, hopefully. It'll be great. So now, if you have your card
0: and you can go like three wins no losses you can lose five times in a row but you can still get the
2: five win and the seven win just you just
0: play it out keep going think, and you get it right I,
2: I think they said the five and seven win bonuses are like gone it's like you are now just playing there's like a 50 rounds one uh overall benefit but you're you're, you're leveling up like like uh stay 14 he's so got like a like rank
0: he, yeah he's got like a rank now almost. yeah
2: so so you're just playing to you know, you still have to buy certain uh, different passages with certain benefits, and you're just playing and winning rounds and and leveling up him, and he's going to give you those trials engrams that you can even like target farm. You can turn a trials engram into a like I want a messenger. So as long as you've earned a messenger in the past, just one at one point, you can now turn these into messengers until you farm the god roll, which is sweet, amazing yeah, targeted weird. loot. You don't know, and and that's amazing too because.
0: Now, when a week is like, all right, we've got boots and the SMG and another boot, people are just like, all right, I'm skipping. Now, people will just hopefully play every weekend. They'll play a bunch to get those rewards. But also, if you lose a game, it doesn't mean you didn't get progress. If it's based on rounds one and things like that, just, uh, you know, losing five
1: to four is still four rounds of progress. That's amazing, you know, and performance based matchmaking. If 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 you have lost three games in a row. You're not gonna be matching somebody who's won seven games in a row. It's simply not gonna happen. Right. It's not gonna happen anymore. So it's not skill-based matchmaking, by the way. It's performance-based matchmaking. So it's based on how well you've been playing. So the sweaty players, you know what? It it sucks, but listen, it's gonna get probably harder for you. But it is what it is. Uh but the good news is adept loot is still locked behind flawless. So if you want the adept loot, you still gotta flex your PVP prowess. If you want to get that stuff and show it off, and that's enough. Like
2: realistically, you don't really need that flawless. Like a a normal messenger will still be good, right? Yep. But just that extra little something to dangle for the hardcores gives them something to reach for. That's exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. Like that's exactly what you need. And honestly, one of the other things too that I don't think
0: gets enough hype. Maybe it does. The fact that they're reducing. The time limit per round. Good. Force people yes. to move. Bro, people just sit waiting for super soul time. It's so boring. They just sit yeah. behind cover, third person peeking. Well, you can't do that anymore. You can't bring out a Those sword. You can't be do an email. They're
2: be oh, yeah. Well. People who thought they were really good at the game are going to realize that they're really good at pressing W when they have their super active. Like, yeah. hey, hey, spoiler alert, everyone's good at that. Yeah. Like, now <laughs> you're actually going to have to win some gunfights? It's going to get saucy. I'm actually really looking forward to it. There's another question. Um, Says OnlyFans, uh, link. $2 donation too. Um. All right. We'll leak and, in a minute. But seriously, uh, six mo- is a six-month season too long? It would have been, but now we have the six-month anniversary coming in December, and I think that's kind oh, of going to be years. exactly... Yeah, sorry. The, the 30th anniversary coming in December, and that's exactly when we need it. Like an injection of content, like yeah. a mid-season update, new dungeon, new loot, new six-player activity. Like, it's going to be great. Yeah. I think if I was coming back... That's when, uh, around
0: then, because yeah. I want to see some of these new games in, in the fall and uh, like Genshin just got a couple islands and stuff. And I, I, th- I feel like this is it for Genshin. Like I, I, yeah. I feel like it's going to be another six to nine months before there's any new islands and I'll go, or like any region, I'll go back then. There, sure. There's nothing I am missing by not covering Genshin. I can make maybe a video on some characters, but like I want a game to play each day even if I am still like a little burnt out or bored of destiny, like I'm not fully invested just yet. I still had so much damn fun in rumble. Like I I truly had a blast. I was having fun hitting those shots, missing my shots, laughing at some of the plays. And you can't do that with a game like Genshin because like, there's no progress. If you don't have the the energy with destiny, I've got so many quests to do and just playing the game and, and fighting other people, real people that is reward enough for me and so i'm definitely missing that that
1: aspect of like a home a long term game that you Absolutely. can just you can just play all the time another person in chat decimations asked um why i left facebook and that's a good question um, i was only at facebook because i was contracted to be there. they they came to me 2 years ago with an offer and I said this is what would be willing to pay you to come over and stream for a year which was and it was not <laughs> it was a very generous offer i said yeah i'd be happy to do that um And part of that deal was that I'd help them refine the, refine the uh, experience over there, give them feedback on the platform and how they can improve it. And so we offered plenty that our community did Um, got to the end of that year. They decided they liked our community enough. They wanted to offer another contract. So we stuck around for a second year Um, at the end of that second year. um, I was offered a a third contract and uh, politely declined. Um, I thought for the future of my uh, content, I, I really just wanted to be back in an environment where and this may sound shallow, but it's the truth. I wanted to see I wanted to see the full breadth of our community uh, that I've built up over the several years I've been doing this. And I wasn't getting that on Facebook. Facebook's just it doesn't have a lot of viewers that are interested in, in that kind of content and first person shooter stuff. It's really like mobile games, GTA and Trucker Simulator. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's about it. So uh, there just weren't a lot of people over there that were um uh, in the destiny community so I wanted to be on a place where the destiny community is thriving because I really I really get energized by that and feed off that. So um you know we might average a hundred viewers on a on a on a destiny stream on Facebook and then today on YouTube I had a thousand viewers uh live streaming Destiny and that's that's the dichotomy there that's the difference there and I really wanted to be able to Feel connected to my full community that I had been neglected. YouTube was like the original spot for my content back before I ever did Twitch. And I really wanted to get back to our roots. And I think it's been just a fantastic move so far. You can't get mad at a creator for
0: chasing the bag. You can't like you got a family, you got a family, you've got a kayak, you know, you 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 need paddles, right? You need maybe some Just kayak like, oil. Like I don't, I don't know what kind of kayak. Ki- is it a wooden kayak or a, or is it like a no? Oh,
2: wooden. Oh no, that's kayak? a canoe.
0: I'm thinking a canoe. Is this it man, is yeah. is it an, an inflatable kayak or is it like a hard this, bottom rubber? This
2: man lives in the lives in the prairies. He doesn't even know what a kayak is. He's heard about it in passing. Canoe <laughs> kayak stick together and go on the water. I don't know. Same thing. He yeah. Canoe kayak. Boat, same thing, basically. Yacht, same thing. What do you mean? You park your kayak? Do you park it in your little uh, dri- uh, driveway? Anyways, thank you so much for water. watching
0: this. What the hell? <laughs> I'm getting attacked right now. Uh, Any other big questions? More uh, people talk about Facebook. Why well, no stream last week? I was literally on a plane for both the last Wednesdays. Really bad timing, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. We're back. We're back. Don't even worry about it.
0: Don't sweat it. What do you mean? It's not even chasing the bag. No, no, no. I'm talking like going to Facebook. And then then now he's coming back. Like, you know, it's just, you got to do what's best for you. And like, this is going to be a hype change. Having those people in chat is going to be more fun for him now on YouTube as well. And like, you just got to do what's best for your mental health or else you're going to quit content creation and there'll be no videos and no streams.
2: Right? And I feel like also it's interesting, like if you move and I'm not trying to, you know, question anything. Or I'm just thinking if you move to Facebook with you, but like, I feel like I, we kind of talked about this earlier. Not that many people and you said yourself at uh, TV are interested in like watching specifically Destiny, but like gaming in general, streams in general on Facebook. You have to have a Facebook account. You have to be logged into it. I think there's like ways around it, but they're complicated, but everyone on Facebook probably also has a YouTube account. So like you can bring that that Facebook audience and say, hey, I'm on YouTube. Like everyone, I guarantee all of those people still use YouTube. And so now they can have access to you there and you just kind of expand into a larger audience like YouTube is just such a big platform,
0: right? Uh, $10 donation from Rodney. Going back to what you said earlier, I'd still play Destiny without you guys, but you all collectively enhance the experience for of the game for me. Here's some cash for whiskey. Ryan, enjoy. Uh, and yeah, Gorgonac with a sub Gorgonak, welcome back gamer. Thank you so much. Gorgonac's good people. Gorgonac is a cute people. Um but I think that's I think that's enough for RGH After Dark. We're going on an hour and a half here. And uh, we've got another episode next Wednesday, so we don't want to save all the juicy topics. You know,
2: we can't use dude, them all like, up today, right? Dude, like the 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 gaming gods, bro. Like Wednesdays, and like it just feels like when we go live, we're hitting like groundbreaking, massive news. Yeah. Like we broke, we didn't break, obviously, but we we right when the actors and Blizzard stuff was breaking, we we went live. We talked about that. We were one of the first people to, to talk about that and then now tim the tatman leaving like it's like all this twitch stuff is happening the, the the twitch uh you know um day off twitch thing happening today all this crazy stuff so and, uh, by the way what happened with that cuz i saw you post that tash mm-hmm. and did twitch even say anything about this they haven't today? said they
0: haven't said a word they they said That's- they said goodbye to lupo and tim the tatman but they didn't say oh by the way we're going to we're going to stop all this shit um, maybe they will. I, I don't know, but
2: seems, I did see like, some
0: posts where like people are going on Sully gnome, which shows like how many people are watching Twitch at one time. There's like, there's like API stuff there. And, uh, there was like thousands of streamers not normally streaming during their time slot, like 5,000, I think it said. And then over 500,000, uh, viewers were unaccounted for. So maybe, maybe that's something. I don't know. It's a splash for sure. It's gotta be I mean, mean like, something.
2: How do they not like it's just so obvious you you at least release a statement and say, hey, you know what, we appreciate everyone uh doing this and we stand behind you in trying to spread awareness of these issues, rest assured, we are working on it. Here are some of the examples of things we're working on. List a few things. And, like I I could be your PR person. I could be your PR person. I'll work for cheaper Twitch. I'll work for cheaper than whoever is doing it right now. Let me tell you. Cause like the fact that they don't like they said something on August 8th, I think. And it was the only thing and it was very vague. It was like, yeah, we're working on it. Right. And it's like, at least give some examples of things you're targeting. Like we mm-hmm. are targeting, we are, we are looking at not having the ability to make multiple accounts using the same email right. address. That's a big one. Like, so you banned me. I can make a new account with the same email address, apparently. Yeah. Oh, and, and like, <laughs> There's no there's no permanence to anything you do.
0: You can mute someone and ban them. Like I was telling you, some guy made like M Tash. I banged your wife seventeen. Like just over and over and over. There's nothing you can do about it as a streamer. So it's like now multiply that by a thousand bot accounts, and it's like okay, you're screwed. You're you're literally screwed. There's nothing you can do. So thank you guys so much for watching. This was episode fifty of the R J H podcast. It would have been it would have been the one year like fifty two, but. Uh, we got delayed a little bit. It actually has been a year of RGH podcast, but I think maybe on the 52, we'll do like a little celebration. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'll show up to
2: Cactus's oh. house. How about for our... I'll one, be in a hot tub. How about for a one-year celebration, we can actually get paid?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
2: Yeah. Hey,
0: no. <laughs> I, my hot tub actually comes on October 10th, so...
2: Oh! Uh, is worth driving up the three hours to get to your house and get in a hot tub and do a hot tub stream oh yeah oh
0: yeah I
2: mean bring your wife though because then she's (laughs) Uh, Do you. you actually set up a, somehow to stream from the hot tub? No way. You'd have to like. Laptop. You'd have to set that
0: up. Man. Laptop and an ethernet cord out the window. Are you kidding me? Easy, Laptop? bro. <laughs> Easy. Oh. I'm going to buy the cables today. Uh, oh my gosh. Anyways. We got it. Yeah. Thank Let you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching.
2: This has been RGH50. I'm M Tashed. I'm Kakizahd. I'm True Vanguard. Thank you, Chris, for the new member right before we leave. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris.
0: And we will see you next week at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. time See ya. Bye.